name's David Vardabedian. Thanks so much for tuning in to Get Real Sobriety. Hope you enjoy this show. Hello and welcome to Get Real Sobriety. I'm here with Tasha Martin. Hello. And um, we're here back at the Alano Club on a... God, it's it's going to get stormy or something, right? Apparently, like one of the three days that ever <laughs> is different weather here in Santa Barbara. Right, it's not 75 and perfect. Or yeah, what do they exactly. say, 72 and perfect? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're spo- supposed to get like an inch of rain or something. Yeah, oh yeah, batten down the hatches. Yeah, exactly. Board up your windows. I know, from being from the Midwest or like on the East Coast. Even in Costa Rica, where I'm going November 11th, is uh, like it's it rained like I don't know 14 inches in two days or yeah. something, right? Yeah, exactly. we're gonna get an inch, you know. But um, every I'm sure there'll be tons of accidents tomorrow morning. Oh my gosh, yeah. People here when it rains, it's like how people drive in the snow. Yeah, back home. We in have Wisconsin. no idea like how to even <laughs> deal with any kind of weather. No. You know? No. Call it and last night I remember I was like, I'm kind of cold. And I was like, what? It's, it was still 62 degrees out. Yeah. I had like a sweater on and, uh, you know, a fucking I, muffler or something. Yeah, I went, to, I went to a haunted house situation thing last night uh, with some of my friends. And I love my friends, but one of them showed up like in a parka, essentially. Oh, yeah. I know. And, and <laughs> it was like 60 degrees outside. A down. Yeah, sleeping. you're like, uh, okay. Have you seen those like down, like... They look like uh, down jackets, but they're like a full suit. Yes, I've seen people wear them in all seriousness. Yeah. No, I had, we were renting this house next to ours up in uh, the wild Northland of Tascadero. Oh, wow. And yeah. uh, I mean, it gets fucking cold. I mean, it was like 27 some mornings. You know, that's, no, that's, that's cold. cold, you know. And uh, I was like, yeah, you have to keep the wood burning stove on. And the guy was just walking around in one of those. Yeah. <laughs> like just like in the house. Yeah. Inside the house, I think it was 47. Yeah. So that's cold. That yeah. is cold, but it is above freezing. So. Yep. Not and I by think much, Maya but... even got to see snow there. You know, it snowed awesome. in Atascadero a couple of times. Yeah. But it, um, you know, so we're going to get a little, a significant amount of rain. And then it says, oh, it'll be back to 72 degrees. Yeah, exactly. So. Just a flash in the pan and right. then back to normal. I mean, we need the water, obviously. So. Yes. Get ready if you're here in Santa Barbara. Um, this podcast is a continuation of the book, 12 Steps Without God, written by me, David Vardabedian. 12stepswithoutgod.com. Uh, yeah. uh, 12. Uh, available on Amazon and all the other um, stream, not streaming, but all the other websites like Barnes and Nobles and ebooks.com. Um, the, the Audible book is done. It's been rejected twice by Audible. Shut up. Yeah. And not because of the content or anything I hope like not. that. But it's like some kind, I don't know, there's some kind of weird glitch. And oh, Gerald's trying to fix that. So Shout out to Gerald. Yeah. And, um, but he did fix it. We resubmitted it and it was rejected again. God. And there's no phone number. It's like one of those. It's like, wait for the email back. And just <laughs> yeah, they're like, like don't bother and us How with can your phone you explain? Calls. Like, tell me what the fuck's going on so I can fix it. You yeah, know? yeah. So, oh, God. That's so. The, awful. And the book's been streaming really well. I think, you know, I sold a bunch on Amazon this week. Awesome. And, um, I, did I tell you that? Um, it used to be five east, but it's five bath. Now that's our local detox here. Uh, took them and um, 
they're like kind of testing it with their clients. And, cool. Yeah, so that's going to be a big deal. Also, um, these two guys, this guy that went to Betty Ford, he brought the book, and, and they want the vibe of the day that I put out yes. on Instagram. Check out my Instagram. Um, I refuse to put anything political or negative or anything. I'm just putting positive quotes that I steal from other people. Yes, 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 positive. <laughs> like Thich positive Nhat Hanh or, you know, Ram Dass or some kind of Jesus Christ superstar. Superstar, yeah, <laughs> right? perfect. Mm. So today we're on step 11. Help me with this. Sought through prayer and meditation, meditation to, to improve, improve our, our conscious contact, contact with, God with God as we understood God. As we understood Him. I know, I but it's I don't. Sexist, right? Yeah, I just praying only took that for right knowledge out. of His will <laughs> yeah. and the power to carry, carry it out. out right? yeah. I think that's appropriate. So, um, you know, in my book, 12 Steps Without God.com, 12 <laughs> written out, not, not the, like the letter number, 12. Yeah. You know, I have a pretty good explanation, but I do, I've been doing a book study at Newhouse 3 with guys in my book, and it's more kind of like we check in and we read whatever appropriate step that they want to. And, sure. um, you know, sometimes when I'm reading, I'm like, fuck, I wrote a book, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know if I want to do Uncanny. that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so um, I don't think it's as detailed, but, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of we break if we break it down. You know, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our con- conscious contact with whatever energy. You know, our higher self, our mm-hmm. you know the the divine forces that hold us up, or you know the yin and the yang, and and uh, so that first part. I remember when I first got sober. You know, I was like, I don't know what I'm praying. You know, I was raised a For Christian. Sure. You know, but like. Is it that God or is it what God or is it yeah. Hercules or is <laughs> yes. it Thanos, you know, Zena. Or, yeah, whoever, you yeah. know, Lilith, yeah. know, who is it? But I, you know, how I, it was, a, I was um, kind of guided or, you know, when I talked to my sponsor about it, I go, well, I, I don't even know what I'm praying to or you know, is, you know, and so he just said, you know, and some people like get on your knees are real specific about mm-hmm. it. And that's great too, because I think about getting on your knees is like just kind of getting small yes. to the universe or getting small and humbling yourself and knowing that something is larger than you, you know, that For whatever sure. it is, some energy that's out there. Absolutely. That, that's good and loving and compassionate. Yeah. I mean, I was instructed to get on my knees and pray. Um, and that was very hard for me. Uh, and coming from a kind of like neo-pagan point of view, um, I've come to look at that because that is still something I do, that I look at it like I'm setting my intention. You know, that, yes. um, I mean, obviously I will find myself praying throughout the day when I need mm-hmm. to um, or when things come up. But that uh, setting my intention, setting the, the, the scene for what I'm going to do so that I'm really making my prayer or that you know meditational moment, I'm making that a conscious effort that this is what I'm doing um, because I feel like it helps me to focus. Yes. I know, uh, Samantha, like before we start a session, you know, you know, she'll talk about like we do like maybe a minute meditation or a two-minute meditation and one of the things she says, you know, go into this meditation with a uh, sense of gratitude. And then, 
think about what you want mm-hmm. and then and then think about what you really want you know and so the prayer part for me you know it, it's so um dogmatic almost like prayer but i think i i'm along the same lines as you as like it's evolved since my early sobriety, you know, mm-hmm. which was a million years ago, you know, <laughs> uh, or, you know, what, 32 and a half years ago was, you know, I, I heard it from someone. They just said, you know, just be, just thank, you know, thank God. I think it was back then, you know, and I was just like putting it out there for one more day of sobriety, you yes. know, one more day of being clean off drugs and alcohol, you know, or chocolate or cutting myself or... For sure, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it vice, is, you yeah. know, and, and the 12 steps can get plugged into anything. And, and, but early on it was like, someone said, well, prayer is like, is, is talking to, you know, the entity or the you know, power greater than yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and this is where, and again, I'm I'm not, um, you know, I'm not deep defacing or what's the word I'm looking for, you know, blasphemy or blasphemizing. Is that a word? That's a good word. Blasphemy, you know, it's not blasphemy against the big book or anything, but you know, where like the, you know, the origins of me writing this book was, it was like, what blew the doors off of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, in the early days was in step three, you know, choose of God of your own understanding. And they yeah. still use the word God. And I think, you know, back then, and we've talked about this, is that, you know, the primary religion of the United States in 1935 was Christianity or yes. some kind of thing. And so that's evolved. A lot more people are, you know, seeking you know everyone's seeking you know oh absolutely and there's just so much more room you know to explore that i feel like um yeah yeah uh the big book is for sure a historical text you know and you have to read it within the context in which it was written yeah and the language of the 1930s yes right so but going back where they blew the doors off, it's like, look, find your own conception of a power greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about in, in my book is that it doesn't, you don't have to have that religious dogma or, you know, any kind of theology or anything like that. It can be, you know, we talked about synergy. We talked about the power of the group. And I know that the power inside of a, when you're in an NA meeting, AA meeting, CA, whatever 12-step meeting you're in, there's a sense of a power in there, you know, then that's oh, what sure. the synergy is that, you know, our combined efforts are more powerful than our individual. So going back to the prayer thing, you know, it's like early on, like I didn't care, you know, my sponsor would say, you know, read this and like, you got it? And I'm like, yeah, what do we do next? You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, who cares? You know, I'm just not going back to this. If this will help me, I'll do this. Yeah. So that was, kind of, you know, I don't even know if I got on my knees, um, but I would say some sort of like intention or like, thank you, give me mm-hmm. one more day of sobriety, you know, yes. or one more day of being clean from drugs and alcohol. And, but, you know, how it, how it's evolved is kind of what you said. It's like, you know, we're making an intention for the day, you know, we're yes. setting that out there and, you know, and all of the woo-woo stuff of, you know, I don't know, I've heard people, well, you're just replacing the word God with the universe or God with, you know, something, yeah. you know, a power greater than yourself. But 
I think the point that that we're trying to make is that there is a power. It's greater than us. It's more than us. You know, it could be the power of the synergy between Tasha and I, you know, that yes. we're creating something. You know, it says in a lot of, you know, religious uh, books, you know, like in the Bible, you know, when, you know, two or more, one or more or yes, persons gather, gather in my, my name, name yeah. there is a power, you know. And and uh, so in, in a meeting, you know, it's like, you know, I can't, we can, you yes. know, that kind of stuff. And so there's an, there's an absolute power and there's a power in the process of the steps. And For so, sure. Yeah, well, and it's like I remember sharing this, back, I don't even remember what step we were on when I was talking about it, but that, yeah, I knew um, someone that I lived in sober living with a long time ago at, on a different round of recovery um, who said that her conception of a higher power was much like you're saying, but she said it was the space between two alcoholics sharing. Right. Like the space that's created between them, that that right. was her higher power, that that's where she saw, you know, God in quotation marks. Right. Like, So what do we suggest to people listening to this podcast that are like, absolutely no fucking way I'm praying to a God? Yeah. I mean, what would, what would you say? Oh, man, well, I get that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would sincerely ask you to interrogate in yourself what it is that's stopping you from just trying to reach out into the ether to yeah. find something. It doesn't have to be God. People get so hung up on the on on the verbiage and I and I understand. I do still. Um but for me I what, my suggestion is just humble yourself, man. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't like the idea of being subservient to anything, anyone, any power, any anything. Um, so I, I understand that feeling of wanting to rebel against that suggestion. But if it's going to save your fucking life, what do you have to lose? Right. You know, I, for me, I felt really stupid doing that like praying like getting on my knees and praying and I felt so dumb because I felt like it really went against the things that I believed in and um was an antithetical to who I was as a person and I got to the point where I just kept running my life into the ground and if any of you are out there listening and are in that position where like you feel like you've just tried everything and you just keep fucking it up uh, despite your best efforts, I mean, just if you're like me, just stop worrying about looking stupid because right. you look more stupid if you go out there and die with a needle in your arm. Right. Like, trust me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I mean, don't get hung up on the words. You know, that's what really helped me. I had to just like stop associating like, okay, so just because this person is saying God... That's what they believe. You know, I don't have to believe that. I can take their the action without the, having the same intention behind it. Right. Um, I can be, you know, praying or speaking to or sharing with a power that is my own, that is different from what this other person is talking about. Um, and I think it's as simple as, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you're clean and you haven't taken a drug today, you know... Um, going down and, and thinking of five things that you're grateful for. For sure. Right? 
if if more is great, if five is you can't come up with, you know. I mean, I'm grateful that I have potable water. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful for my relationship with my daughter. I'm grateful that I'm clean. And I'm grateful that I can be helpful to other people. I mean, that's just right off the top of my head, yeah. you know. So if I change, and this is what the Carl Jung thing is, changing the perception of, of you know, when I, the, when I look at something different, the thing I look at is different. So it's like you're saying, if I look at this word, you know, that is the language of the, of the 30s and the predominant, you know, religion of that time, and I just wake up and say, fuck it, I give myself over to following the principles of this, this guided program that's been so freely given to me, yeah. you know, and, and I don't have to say the word God. I can say thank you. Thank yeah. you again. Just the fucking two words. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me wake up. One, thank you for letting me even be able to try to become the greatest version of myself and and work at a perfect principle that I'll never perfect, yes. you know. Yeah. And so I think with with the prayer thing if if you are struggling with that, that's a real good, you know, intention or you know, affirmation or whatever we want to call it is that I put it out there and just say, thank you. And then think of five things that you're gra- grateful for. And yeah. How, I um, How can I be helpful? Yeah. How can you be helpful? How can I, instead of how having everything be about me and my little chicken shit design, <laughs> yes. how can I be uh, helpful to, you know, m- my, you know, my neighbor or my fellow alcoholic or my fellow addict, you know? And so it's as simple as that, you know, and it's like we're asking, you know, we're taking an action of asking, yes. you know, and, and, and to speak to what you said earlier is that, you know, the, the resistance and then like, you know, fuck this, I, you know, I do it my way and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just think that that is not being not having any humility, you know, yes. and not being humble and being able to take direction. You know, if, if I just didn't care if someone said, you know, if I got a bark at the, on, at the moon in the morning, I probably would have done it, you know. Yeah, you know, or I was that beaten you know, down too. Exactly. I mean, so I think if you're struggling with that, stop it. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, don't go back to the spoon or the fucking fork or the, or the bottle, you know, the bottle or, whatever or whatever it is. it is, is that this is the path. This is your your path out of here. And, you know, and, and you know, I think we've talked about it earlier, but, you know, when we get to step 12, you know, having had that spiritual awakening is that shift in perception. Yes. Is the Chuck C things. I'm looking through a new pair of glasses. I'm seeing the world differently, not just in my ingrained story that I've been told my whole mm-hmm. life or I've been telling myself. It's this like, hey, I'm willing to take direction from someone else. You yes. Know? And so that's what it comes down to in the prayer part. Um, and it's funny, in the big book, it's on page 85 at the bottom, it starts out step 11 saying, suggested, step 11 suggests prayer and meditation, um, but it doesn't really say God. I mean, I, I'm sure it will somewhere in here. Um, and it, it's basically, you know, going through, you know, saying that when we retire and then when we awaken, think of the 24 hours ahead. Yes, and uh, we consider our plans today begin uh, before we begin. We say that we have that intention of thank you for directing my thinking. Thank the program. 
Yes. You know, that could be your, you know, your entity or your God oh, sure. or whatever. It's just thank the program that you have, you know, uh, uh, some kind of design, some kind of design to live by where yes. it's not just, fuck it, I'm going to wing this, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we saw how far that got us. Right. And it says, direct our thinking, especially asking to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can only employ our mental faculty uh, with assurance. For after all, the program give us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. You know, And that goes back to... You know, I don't know how many times that people have asked me, well, you know, self-will, God's will, Mm self-will, program will, what is it? Well, I think the, you know, not to even use the word God, but the program is asking you to follow their directions, their principles, you know, Mm -hmm. the how thing, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And so that real open-mindedness, you know, honesty to look at yourself and say, I don't want to do what I've been doing open-minded is I'll listen to Tasha. I'll ask her how to direct me. And, and I have the willingness to do that, you know? Yes. Three huge steps right there. And it's been my experience that, I mean, while you, you need all three of those things to like really fully be successful long-term. I mean, I find that when I'm really struggling, even if I have only two, yes, you know, I can, I can manage. Right. Um, I mean, for me, it's the willingness that sometimes ebbs and flows. And I think that that's, this is, I mean, this is merely my opinion, but I mean, I think that it's okay to struggle with willingness. I mean, there's lots of direction that my sponsor gives me or that is given to me by other people that I respect um, that I am not totally willing to do at the time. Um, But uh, I believe that if I remain honest and open-minded, that eventually that willingness will come. Right. Um, I mean, it's a process, you know? And I think we as addicts and alcoholics, we want things right now. We want them immediately. Uh, and that is unfortunately just like not how things work, despite my... Uh, attempts to make it that way yeah because drugs and alcohol give us that you know oh, I, yeah. I stick a needle in my arm and i push the you know stopper down and i immediately feel I immediately different. have a rush immediately yeah. i feel something and so you know i talk about this in my book there's a there's a there's a, a part that's emotional maturity you mm-hmm. know and emotional sobriety yes and, and it's like you know i hate to say it but growing up a little bit yeah you know becoming you know not this boring you know filler Karen adult you know but you know where we're wearing bowling shirts and you know and nothing wrong with bowling shirts but um (laughs) right no offense any bowling shirt wearers out there you know you you know what I'm talking about it's like you know the mundane life of just getting up going through the grind and and you know making your life sacred you know yes and and again it's like creating that ritual in your life in the morning, yes. you know, and it's important. I don't think I'm, I, I, you know, I'm so ritualistic. I haven't missed a day of this, you know, I don't know, in, the, in, in a long time, you know, I do, yeah. I do a lot of readings. And another thing that really helped me in, in the prayer is that gratitude thing. And I do that 
you know, before I look at Instagram or before I'm up and going and, you know, or reading emails or being distracted, I just try to think of, okay, today, thank you for letting me wake up. Thank you for, you know, all this gratitude that I have. How can I serve others? And then, um, you know, now switching gears to the meditation piece of that, you know, sought through prayer and meditation, you know, so... You know, the prayer we've kind of defined as like an intention or thank you or mm-hmm. gratitude. gratitude. Thing. And then the meditation for me early on was my meditation was reading one of the daily reflection books. Mm-hmm. And I remember even when I was in prison, because when I when I got clean, you know, I had a year to go on my sentence, you know, serving three years for armed robbery. And I had a year to go on my sentence and uh I had that Hazleton 24-hour book available. Yeah. And that was my meditation, you know, whether it be in my bunk or on the shitter or wherever, I'd read that, you know, little page. And when people are hesitant or, like, not putting that kind of a ritual into their lives, I'm like, dude, really think about how long this takes. Yes. To say thank you and, and think of five things you're grateful for. And then reading, not even a page like the, in the yeah, big it's like book. a couple paragraphs, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the Hazelton thing was kind of cool because it had like the thought for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know whatever there was like kind of th- three categories. Of yeah, what it was. I actually have someone who I send your vibe of the day thing, and right. they send me back the Some, Hazelton twenty four uh, oh, hour do. thing yeah. with the thought for the day the prayer prayer for the day day and something there's another part of it now too it might even be meditation for the day or mantra yeah yeah or something and i i literally read that every day for years yeah and that's you know i knew a little bit about like formal meditation Mm -hmm. and again i want to say is that if that's as far as you take it then that's fine yeah but find a ritual i mean it's really important to get that ritual and taking some time for yourself, you know, and going back to, you know, I can't help someone else if my own house isn't in order. And this is a great way. And what we're talking about is the vibe of the day. There's an Instagram um, page that's called the law of attraction. And that's where the vibe of the day is. I used to send out uh, an intention every day that I would write. And and um, and I, and it became almost like work to me, and I stopped it. But that that is the concept for my new book. It's going to be Vardo's 365 Days of Intention. Awesome. And so that's a, a, a work in progress. But um, the vibe of the day, if you're interested, uh, you know, uh, you can go to my Instagram. I don't even know what my Instagram is. D Vardo something. Let me find it really it. quick. Um, it is. Uh, where did you see that? Oh, it's, it's David, David underscore Vardo one. Yeah, David underscore Vardo, V-A-R-D-O one. And I post the vibe of the day with other cool spiritual stuff. But, uh, you know, and I send that out to 60 people and you guys send it out to... Oh, know, yeah. I send it out to probably 10 people. You know, but, it, 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 you know, and I want to give props for where I get it. It's the, the, the Instagram page of the law of attraction, you know. 
and and it's kind of I don't want to say generic, but it's not you know it's not any one religion. It's not Buddhism. No. It's not Christianity. It's yeah, just, it's very all encompassing. Right, I right. like it's very neutral. I can mm-hmm. send and I I've sent it to non program people. Right. Like when if there's like a really poignant one, shit, I'll send it to my mom. Yeah. You know. No, I do. I mean, in that in that list of sixty people, there's probably you know ten. Per, no, I would say even like fifteen of those people aren't in twelve step. Yeah, they're just know? normies. Normies, and and it's. It's just like we say, the 12 steps would benefit anybody. Yes. But so the meditation thing, you know, I believe it's really important. It was important for me in early sobriety to have a ritual. Yes. You know, before I get up, you know, and and I'm so old, there wasn't Instagram or Facebook, (laughs) you know, and I think we were still using a can with a string to talk to each other. Yeah, scratching on stone tablets. (laughs) Or smoke signals or something to get in touch with each other. Or just uh, yodeling through, you know. You were were in the cave that that Plato was talking about with (laughs) the shadows on the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have made a point of really, really you know, having that ritual and that's evolved over the years, you know, for sure. And then I got interested in formal meditation, Mm -hmm. you know, um, back in the nineties when I was, um, when I, when I started the sheriff's treatment program at the County jail, a friend of mine, Chuck Terry, who was a dear friend of mine and was a professor, you know, an ex convict that got Mm -hmm. a PhD and, and, sociology criminology and then was a professor in Michigan and then cool. he he's out here somewhere now but he turned me on to this movie that was called doing time doing vipassana and so vipassana is an indian uh, meditation silent 10 day meditation you know which i think i would go nuts you know yeah it's not, i don't know if i could do right. I would, yeah. and and i remember looking into it and I go, well, so winter, do you get smoke breaks and stuff? And like, you can't have any kind of intoxins. Oh you, you know, you can't, you can't have any kind of sexual, you know, no anything, you know, and I won't get too graphic, but they, they so you just have to stop. So anyway, I really got, the reason that I was intrigued by that is that they were doing it in like the worst Indian prisons and they were making the guards and, oh, interesting. and the uh, inmates do this 10 day, silent meditation and was changing people's lives so that was kind of i don't you know i knew about like um you know paramahaja yogananda and like all this stuff this you know ram das and alan watts and all the stuff mm-hmm. that i read and you know in the 70s when i was trying to be a beat or something or yeah, being really yeah. cool and reading all the beats you know alan ginsburg and mm-hmm. kerouac and burroughs and all those guys um and we can't leave out uh, Charles Bukowski, but yes. he came later. But anyway, I started really wanting to go deeper with my meditation and learning formal meditation. So there was no Vipassana where I was. And this was in the early 2000s. And in Morro Bay, I found a, gr- a Zen group mm-hmm. that was from Pine Mountain, uh, Pine Mountain Buddhist Temple or something. And they met. And it was literally almost torture. Like you first get there and you have to sit... And, and stare at the wall. Zen, uh, Zen meditation is different. You sit at, staring at a wall with your eyes just barely open at a 45-degree angle. And so, and, and they were just, 
focusing on that and they're really strict about it. And then you would get up and do a 20 minute walking meditation and then go back and sit again for 20 minutes. It was like oh, literally, wow. I'd bring people there and they go, dude, why are you torturing me? This dude, is why awful. Are you doing this yeah. to me? Yeah. I mean, cause people can barely go five minutes, you yes. know? Mm-hmm. So that was a good introduction to me because it was really formal and it was really, um, you know, like, uh, like follow these steps and this is what's going to happen. And so, you know, kind of got off track, but meditation is basically, you know, they say asking and listening mm-hmm. and listening to your inner self. So, if you know, there's a million books and it even says in the big book, there's, you know, you know, don't take what we have. There's books from, you know, every spiritual walk of life that can help you with meditation. Yeah. And, and so now... I don't know if it's trendy or it's getting more popular, but the Vipassana thing was really focusing on the breath, focusing on your inhalation, mm-hmm. your exhalation. And here's the, um, the you know, misnomer or erroneous, um, you know, statement about meditation. They think, well, I'll sit down and the world goes away and I'm into this like, you know, zenful bliss of life. Well, that will never happen. No, you know? that's not my experience either. Exactly. And it's almost about, you know, and I'm not here to give a tutorial on meditation, but for me, it's about sitting, you know, and I usually sit for at least 10 minutes a day, at least, you know, sometimes 20, sometimes it just depends on what's going on. Yeah. But in that time, I'm trying to, when my thoughts wander, which Mm -hmm. they will, and I was talking to Amanda about this the other day. I was like, yeah, some scientists came up with, you know, the human brain thinks 60,000 thoughts a day. Yeah. I I like, well, times that by 10, I'm like 600,000 times about thoughts a day, you know. You know, is my butt fat in these jeans or, you know, like, I mean, like... What, what's oh, for dinner? What's for dinner? You know, what's I for wonder lunch? what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Do they think I'm ugly? You know, or that what? one time in high school, that person said <laughs> that thing to me, and now I'm still mad about it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, who who could quantify something? I don't. Yeah. Like, like how, how do you, do, you even... do that? Like, you'd stick like, you know, like, you know, neuro like neurotransmitters yeah. on someone's head or something. I don't know. But point being is that we think a lot. Yeah. You know, oh, and, yes. and maybe addicts and alcoholics think more. But the point is, and, and someone really gave me this this really good analogy. They said, meditation is like sitting on a bus stop and cars are going by and cars of people that you know and thoughts and, and things that have happened. And they, they said the important thing is look at that car and let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't engage. Don't yeah. have them pull over to the side and, hey, what's happening and do that. But they said, even if you do that, there's really no right or wrong way to do it. It's about bringing your that thought back to the breath. Yeah. And then they talk about in Buddhism is like it's the monkey mind. Mm-hmm. It's this monkey swimming from thought to thought in your in your brain. Give the monkey a job. Yeah. Have them focus on the breath. You know. So there's all kinds of way of meditation. You know. So here they're talking about it in the big books. Thought through. You know. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve your conscious contact with your higher power, your higher self, your higher version of yourself, yes, however your you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, your intuition, whatever it is. And um, so 
you know, if you're really interested in doing it and you're just like sick of the Hazelton book or, you know, the daily reflections or that, which are all really cool things and they have a lot of good information, is that it's so nice to sit and do nothing and not stare at your fucking phone or look at a million worthless YouTube videos or anything like that. Or TikTok or, yeah. Or sit there and obsess about yourself or, you know. It's about you know, sitting and just being in that moment. And in that moment, everything is perfect because how could it not be? Because the moment is perfect and all we have is this moment. Yes. Very zen, you know. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's that being, uh, being a silent observer of your, of your thoughts, you know, um, being an observer and not a participant in, in your thoughts. How many times have people said, well, Dave, I just sit there and think. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about, is she cute? Am I ugly? You know, what am I going to do today? This is really stupid sitting here. You know, it's like, I said, well, take that and and take the relationship to that thought and bring it back to your breath. Mm -hmm. Because your breath is really all you have in this moment. It's like, you know, another way is to count count on the inhalation you know a fancy way of saying inhale so when you're inhaling count to five yeah hold it for five and exhale for five yeah you know and then your thoughts will like they'll they'll drift off and the magic here the magic is when you find yourself drifting off you bring it back to that breath count to five again or you know um a friend of mine one of my sponsors nick he uses a mantra as like be here now, be here now, yes. you know, or something like that. You know, It's very you, transcendental. Yeah. yeah. Or you, if you're a Christian, you know, say Jesus, Jesus, or something, whatever. Yeah, whatever I mean, it is, for you know? sure. Um, and, and it's about being present. And, you know, how they say, sought through prayer meditation to improve my conscious contact mm-hmm. with my higher self. You know, yes. and we all know we have a lower self. Right. Yes, I think we're all familiar yeah, yeah, with that. You know, and I can plug into that pretty easily and go back to that. But at the end of the day, when I wake, when I want to wake up the next day, I want to be a better version of that Vardo that was the day before. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah, progress, but, not perfection. Exactly. And I'm, I'm working towards a perfect goal that I'll never perfect, you know. Yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of way to meditate. And, you know, I mean, look at, I know people that have, you know, multiple years, multiple decades of sobriety or clean time. And they're fine with just going through the steps one time, you know, maybe sponsoring people or not, going to meetings, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, you know, and, and that's good enough. You know, the main thing, if you didn't pick up a fucking needle or you didn't pick up a drink or, you know, you're not hurting yourself or hurting others, you're batting a thousand, you know. Yeah, today's a win. A win, win, win all day long. For sure. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be moving mountains every day. You know what I mean? What's your ritual? Like, so now with all your multiple years of sobriety. Oh, almost, almost. Almost multiple years. Almost multiple years. Um... When's your birthday? January 4th. And that will be two years. Two years. Wow. I know, right? Congratulations. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, my ritual, um, well, 
Uh, I have a dog. Yes. And so my ritual pretty much every day uh, is, is I... This is the prayer and meditation ritual. Yes. yes. Right. And for me, I, uh, I find that getting outdoors for me, which is something that is like not in my nature to do. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of an indoor kid. Right. Um, but when I go out and I have to go walk my dog in the morning, that... Uh, I find, you know, I go, I look up at the sky and I uh, I often say the third step prayer while I'm, you know, trying to be, uh, to wake up into humanity. And um, yeah, that I really try and like get myself grounded. And I do that. I read your vibe of the day. I have other people that send me their vibes of the day. That's a big part of it for me. Um but I mean, really, right when I wake up and it's like, I've, I think I've just done this every day now for almost two years that it's automatic that I get up and I immediately say this serenity prayer. Right. Just because that one's easy for me mm-hmm. to remember. I mean, take your pick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's short and sweet and it kind of it just it's like, OK, here. We, and then when I go to sleep every night, um, I say, you know, thank you for another day. Right. Clean. And even the serenity prayer, you know, because it says, God, grant me. You could say, grant me the serenity. Yeah, I just cut the right. God Grant out. me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Mm-hmm. The courage to change the things I can. And, and the, the wisdom, wisdom to, to know, know the, the difference. difference. Grant me that. Please, grant me whoever yes. it is, whatever it is. If it's a program, if it's some loving entity floating around like the big Lebowski somewhere. Yes, yeah, yes. Who, you know, whatever it is. You know, grant me that. Grant me the strength to sure. understand that. And and that's huge. That's a really powerful thing, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, you know, I, like I think many other people, I, you know, have a tendency to get caught up in the drama of the day and like life is busy and shit is going on. And um, for me, it's really important, which is why, like, you know, I do try to meditate. I, w- I need to incorporate it more into my like daily formally routine. meditate. Formally meditate right. because I, I feel like just because of a lot of the shit that I've been through in my life, it's kind of like my uh, natural state to kind of dissociate. And that's how I kind of get through things that are uncomfortable or difficult or stressful um, that I can like kind of put either myself away in a little box and like go and like just power through um that it's important for me to get grounded in my body and to feel centered so that i can really be paying attention to how i'm feeling and um to be in touch with that so um for me that serenity prayer is is important because it is it's that you know grant me the serenity um to uh accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can me and the wisdom to know the difference. Right. And to be able to see the difference between the things that are outside of my control, which is basically everything outside of my hula hoop, my little bubble, yeah. um, and then the courage to change the things I can, which will always only be me. Right. Because control is a really dangerous drug. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when we're trying to control that situation. And, you know, I love the Deepak, um, you know, statement. I forget what... Um, law uh, seven spiritual laws of intention or seven spiritual laws of something um (laughs) so he says what does he say do the footwork and relinquish your attachment to the outcome Mm. you know so that's what you know 
because I want to know the outcome. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this for an outcome. Yeah, I'm not doing it for no reason. I'm not doing this for no reason. And it's like, but we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We do the best that we can, and and the pieces are going to fall into place the way they do. Yeah. You know, know, it's as simple as this. It's like, you know... um, my girlfriend and I have been looking for a bigger place. You know, we're living in this small deal and, and we're grateful for it. I mean, we talked about this morning, you know, it's just like, yeah, it'd be nicer to have a bigger place, but we're, it's, we're making it work right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we found like this such a cool place and, you know, the guy even shook my hand and we were like, and we loved it. Yeah. It was like, you know, dog friendly, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then it didn't go through. Yeah. And were we disappointed? Yeah, fuck yeah, we were disappointed. But I think we had enough maturity, you know, to say, look, it didn't work out. There's going to be something better or not. Yeah. But there's going to be something different. Yeah, something different will come along. You know, we're living in fucking Santa Barbara, California, which is a blessing in itself. And... And everything is is okay. You know, there's gas in the car. You know, uh, tires are good. Brakes are fair. You know, (laughs) food in the fridge. Our kids are safe. You know. Yeah. I mean, sunshine's barking. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like things are okay. You know, things are way better than okay. And and you know, it's not like my mom eat your dinner. You know, because you know people are starving in Africa. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like green peas, right? It's like, and so. But the point being is that. You know, it's it's like no no matter what you do, the footwork and you relinquish your attachment. It's that that word. Yes. That's the huge thing is your attachment yes. to the outcome, and that's where you go back to the control thing. Yes, you know, control being a really dangerous drug because if I was in the point like if this doesn't fucking go through, I'm going to commit suicide, yeah. or I'm going to be so mad. And it's just like, what is that going to get me? You know? Yeah. What it? What does that accomplish? Right. But you For know, sure. it's it's control is a really dangerous drug. Oh know? yeah, and I would argue that we, as a group of people, uh, have issues first and foremost with control. Yes. That kind of bleed into everything else. And I and it's and it's all fear based. Oh, for sure. Right. And I think that's exactly where this prayer and meditation, this, you know, improving our conscious contact with our higher power, that really comes in. Because that need to exert control over shit in my life is for sure my will and not the will of whatever else is out there. It's not the will of the program. It's not in line with the spiritual principles, et cetera, et cetera, however you want to articulate that. Um, but it's when I start to exert my control, my need for control onto things that shit gets really out of whack really fast. Right. And then I start to get these unhealthy attachments or have unrealistic expectations of situations that only put me in a position to later be hurt. Exactly. Which then leads into Setting resentment. Up, and yeah. then leads, I mean, can eventually lead into getting loaded and fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> right. Because if that's the only way out, that's yeah. the only way out, you know, and it's, it's so funny, you know, the attachment thing, you know, and it, and 
you know, I don't like to talk about Buddhism, but they're saying that's a cause. That's one of the hugest cause of the human condition is suffering is our attachment mm-hmm. to people, places, and things. You For know? sure. I mean, we do lose things, and people do die, and and we do have disappointments. And it's not, it's not that that won't happen. It's about going back to the perception, going back yes. to how we perceive this, how we react, how we respond to it, is you know, um, higher power, my higher self is how I want to be as a human being. I don't want to be that reactive. You know, fuck you. No, fuck you back. You know, it's like, I mean, where does that going to get you? You know, it was, God, you know, I don't know if it was lower self, but I, um, I played this gig last night at the Holiday Inn or no, is it the Hilton? Hilton? Yeah, Yeah. the Hilton. Great gig. And, uh, you know, I'm going down the elevator and uh, some guy, like, you know, the elevator opened, some guy's in there with scrubs on and a fucking, you know, uh, N90 mask and all of this. And I, I was maskless, but I've been vaccinated and yeah. all of that. And he goes, he goes, mask? And I, I, you know, I kind of was taken off guard and I go, what do you mean? He goes, where's your fucking mask? And I'm like, oh, I don't have one. I, I think I said I'm with the band or something. Oh my right? God. Like, that's, yeah. like, what kind of excuse is that? And he goes, you know, get out of the elevator or something. I go, I go, no, you get out of the elevator. And we started going back. It was just like this reactive thing. And uh, I go, no, if you want to get out of the elevator, get out of the fucking elevator. And I kind of stood my ground. He got out of the elevator. As it was closing, he goes, I put guys like you in body bags. And I was like, is that the appropriate way I could have acted or have been more compassionate towards this guy you know i'm like it was kind of a fuck you thing so i and i don't want to react that way i don't know if you know this guy had like a hazmat suit on and it was like you know he's that yeah really concerned about it but higher power higher self i want to be a good version of myself and I think the reason I brought that story is because I'm not, I'm a human being. I, I, I do fail sometimes. I do, oh, yeah. you know, fall short of my principles of who I want to be, you know. I mean, so, you know, here we are, you know, that's kind of like the explanation of prayer and meditation that we have, you know. It's yeah. like the, the meditation you know, take it as far as you want, you know, and I've, I've talked about my rituals in the morning. I have, you know, I light candles, you know, I've got incense going, I put binaural music on, mm-hmm. I'm like getting all this like, you know, zen, groovy stuff, and then a guy starts a fucking blower next door, you know, <laughs> yeah, at seven yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then I, um, you know, and, and I, and I, you know, I've changed that to, when I would get really angry, I was like, who the fuck would be using a blower? Yeah. And I'm in this zen little fucking... Don't they know right? that I'm Don't trying they to know meditate? I'm meditating here yeah. and trying to get fucking centered? <laughs> and yeah. I turned it to, you know, fucking... I have compassion for that guy. One, that's his job. He's trying to get it done early. Yeah. And... And I'm glad I don't have to get up in the morning and go blow leaves around, you know, in the morning. Yeah. So, but but I do that. I have these rituals that I get up and I light these candles and and uh, I put this like 
you know, binaural music on. I have five different books, and none of them are 12-step books. Yeah. You know, I have a Stoic book that I read. I read um, a devotional to, like, an intellectual devotional yes. so I can carouse with the culture class or something, <laughs> yes. right? And then I have um, the Stoic book that I love, you mm-hmm. know, the Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and all those guys who are really smart and... and you had know, good shit to had say. Had their shit, good shit to say. And then I think I have, you know, um, the seven laws of Deepak, mm-hmm. and, which are all, and again, these aren't like, I don't have, you know, I'm not reading War and Peace or Dune yeah, you're talking yeah. about. It, they're like one page things. I have a Paramahaja Yogananda book I read. I have a Zen book that I read and a Buddhist book that I read. And none of them are 12 step books, but 12 steps is a spiritual program, not a religious program, yeah. you know. And, and me connecting. Then I do those readings and then I sit and meditate. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I'm running, I'll sit and meditate for at least a minute. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll get a 20 minute in, but you know, most of the times it's, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And that works for me and that doesn't work for everybody. For sure. I think the point that I'm making, not to tell you how fucking groovy I am, is that <laughs> I'm just saying whatever works for you, you know, but it's you can take this as far as you want to take it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think that that's kind of like um, right there is part and parcel of a lot of what we talk about here on this podcast in general, which is, you know, the the program has really great suggestions and will get you sober. It will if yeah. you are willing to follow those directions. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the spiritual stuff, what works for you works for you, yeah. you know, and you have to find, and I like that, you know, we're talking about ritual because I think, you know, I think I may have talked about this one other time on here before, maybe not, but, you know, I remember when I first was getting sober this time around and I really, I almost had to like sit in like memorial, like to grieve the loss of the ritual of like setting up like the fix, yeah. you know? that that ritual was so a part of my life that I almost, like, I didn't miss what drugs were doing to my life, but I missed that. Like, I missed that, like, you know, setting up the the whole kit. And um, that reincorporating a kind of ritual into our lives, I think, is so important because regardless of whatever your drug or drink or activity of choice, your vice of choice is, there's ritual involved in that. And I think that somewhere deep down in our makeup is the desire to have ritual in our lives. Yes. And um, it's really important to do that in recovery and sobriety and whatever that is. And, and in a lot of ways, that's going to meetings. You know, is the, on this day, at this time, I go to a meeting and I sit in a circle and I talk to these people about, you know, and we read the same readings and we do the things and, you know, then we celebrate clean time at this time. And it's all very ritualistic. And I, and I mean, I kind of love how pagan that is. Yes. Uh, I know. <laughs> you know. And how not, it's it's completely opposite of what we were doing before. Yes. Being irresponsible, not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everything the horrors of addiction bring. But I think that, you know, and I've stated in my book so many times, you cannot think your way into the right action. You yes. need to act your way into the right thinking. And that quote right there is like what you said, when I don't feel like going to a meeting, 
I go there. That's why you get commitments to meetings. Yes. So you commit to going there. It's a ritual of what you're doing that I get up and I do my readings. I do my meditation. Mm -hmm. I get up and I try to see how I can be helpful. I get up and see how I try to be, you know, what can I be, what am I grateful for? You know, there's so many different ways that this program is these 12 steps are showing us. And this is just building the foundation of your spirituality. And if that's all you need, then that's all you need. And you didn't drink and you didn't hurt people and you're not lying and cheating all day. Yep. You're fucking batting a thousand. For sure. So there it is, prayer and meditation. Nice. Right? We did it. We did you it. did it. There's actually a meeting going on downstairs. We're upstairs in our little hovel. It's not. It's bigger than my apartment. I oh, think this is significantly bigger than my apartment. Um, it's a really nice studio. But it is nice. You can hear people applauding of other people's shares and, and stuff and, and downstairs. Yeah. So I wonder if they can hear us. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably help them, guide them <laughs> yeah, through their spiritual right. woes. We'll right. just pimp the podcast some more. <laughs> um. So I, I think the last thing is just a shout out to my friend that wrote the introduction or what are, the forward to my book. Josh Brolin has a new movie out called Dune. We went and saw it with the fa- the kids and the families and the dogs and everyone loved it. And we all ate popcorn. It's fucking epic. And see it on the big screen if you can. Um, Tosh and I were talking about that before we started the podcast, but it was written by... Uh, Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Great book. Right? Amazing book. Mm-hmm. David Lynch did his kind of version. Rendition of it, yeah, yeah which is good, but... Dated now. Oh, yeah. This movie is amazing. And, you know, uh, you know, just uh, celebrating, you know, Josh and all the people that were in it did an amazing job. And, and it's a fun thing. And, and it's... It's it's really good. Even if you're not, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. You are. I love I'm, sci-fi. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I, it's long. So bring. You know, we snuck in popcorn. <laughs> of course. Some guy thought I was pregnant. Oh know, man. So, right. So, anyway, there it is. Prayer and meditation, and uh, we'll see you next time. We're going to do step twelve, and then onward and upward. Onward and upward. Exactly. Thanks, Sasha. All right. Thanks, David. I'd like to thank all the people that are involved in making this happen. Gerald Jones for producing and engineering this podcast. He's absolutely brilliant. Follow him on Instagram at Sonia HTML. His music is amazing. Maya Grace for her hair and makeup. I know what you're saying. This is a podcast. Why do you have hair and makeup? We just want to look awesome for each other. See you next time.